Welcome back, everybody, to the Breaking Ground podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode six, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Um, today, we've got Evan Zemer here, and I'm really stoked for this one. Um, I've chatted with uh, Evan a number of times in the past, and he's a great dude, uh, runs a really unique business, um, and I'm, I think we all have a lot to learn from him. So, Evan, thank you for being here. Um, looking forward to this conversation. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. It's cool. So just to launch off here, uh, you are the Dirt Nerd, uh, as we can see on your hat. Uh, tell us a little bit about your company. Um, you've got a cool name. Uh, you've got some really unique branding. So just tell us a little bit about you, how you got started and how you landed uh, where you're at now. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, Dirt Nerd came from years of thinking about it, uh, you know, everyone who's listened to this podcast right now uh has been i assume been thinking about starting their own business or has been in business for a while and and um it was just a a long arduous road of of uh believing in myself to to start something and 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 try and uh make it happen for myself and, and get past my own limiting beliefs that i can do it um I've got a, uh, uh, a little mini excavator, a Kubota KX057, and a Dodge Dually truck, and a gooseneck, and, and a bunch of other little attachments to go with it. And um, I'm uh, based in uh, Burnham, BC, uh, British Columbia, Canada, for those uh, Americans. And um, yeah, out here doing my own thing. Um, owner operator, um, I've got guys that help me. Um, when I need them, but but basically I'm a one-man show. So you're a one-man show uh, out there doing it. How long have you been in business for now? Since 2020, just uh, just before COVID kind of kicked off. Really? I, I didn't realize you were that new. That's, that's interesting because when I look at your business, like from a distance as somebody who doesn't know you super well, you look established. You know, you, you look like the branding's tight, everything just, you, you look like you've been in business for a while. I'm shocked to hear that it's only been three plus years. Yeah, it's, uh, well, like I, I said, I, I spent years before uh, starting my business thinking about it. So I consumed a ton of podcasts. I watched tons of YouTube video <clears throat> um, on how to start a business, uh, websites, branding, all that stuff. I, I kind of kind of already knew what I needed to do before I started. I just was too scared to start, I guess. So so when I finally finally got the balls to do it, um, I, I had some things kind of like in my head already what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew websites and Instagram and your branding and all that. Like I knew that needed to happen. So that's that's why that was kind of already there. It's not like I'm, I was not a, a business mastermind or or wizard. It was just I just knew what I needed to do because of all the the listening and the and the watching I'd done beforehand. For sure. And why are you the dirt nerd instead of Zemer excavating? But I know the answer to this question because I've watched your video. But for everybody who doesn't, how'd you come up with the name? Well, you there, there's two answers I could give. I could give to that. How about um, we have them both? <laughs> okay. Well, the first one was uh, I wanted a, a unique name, and it was going to be. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and uh, 
my my parents farm was called i'll give you the real answer because the other one doesn't really matter uh my parents farm was called uh echo valley farm and uh so in an ode to them i was going to name myself echo valley contracting um but it just never sit right and it and i was like this sounds very generic and kind of blah um and one night uh had myself a nice uh cannabis uh edible and uh i was and i was uh sitting on my couch thinking about business and all that <clears throat> and there was uh i was thinking about you know what what to do and, and all that and there's this conversation that happened years before that this I was on a job site working for someone else and uh, the homeowner had come out and and she said to me uh, we're talking about soil is what we're talking about and like the different top soil we're going to strip the top soil off before we can do what we need to do and and she stopped stops me and she's like you're kind of a dirt nerd aren't you and uh, the little boy in me was kind of not offended but I was taken aback like you can't call me a nerd and uh long story short you know moved on years later and so here i am thinking about a name for my company and uh dirt nerd popped back into my head um just from that and uh you know cannabis can take you in all kinds of different directions and, and thought processes and i'm like you know what that's kind of memorable and uh people always smile when, when i had two people yesterday say love my name so it uh, it's a memorable name that always brings a smile to someone's face. So that's that's why I went with. And clearly, I don't take myself too seriously. So so uh, yeah. So that's where that came from. I love that. I, I just every time I see I, I follow you on Instagram and I see pictures of your truck and stuff, I think, man, you nailed the branding, the name, the colors, just everything. It just yeah, it just sticks with yeah. you. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so uh touching back to kind of the operational side of things uh you started in 2020 um were you renting equipment how, how'd you get started and how'd you get your first job or two or three how'd you how'd you kind of launch from being an employee into now i have my own work um how did i get started well so i i never rented um i rent now um uh, when when i need uh equipment um, currently I've, I've rented a, a Hitachi 135 and digging a foundation, but, but, um, no, but bought the, I was, I was in the market for, uh, a, a big, bigger mini excavator. I was leaning towards a, a John Deere 50. Um, that's what, what I'd always run is John Deere and cat equipment. I was kind of leaning towards that machine. And, um, I was up North pipelining, um, spent. 15 plus years in, in Northern British Columbia. Um, and I had, uh, I had a couple of days off cause, cause, uh, wait for a transition in the job. So I was scrolling through the internet, looking for machines for sale. Uh, found this, found this Kubota, uh, not far from where I was at and, and, uh, set it up with the owner and, and went down there and, and had a look and hopped in it. And I was, I guess pleasantly surprised. I never sat in a Kubota excavator, but my dad had always had uh, Kubota tractors. Um, okay. So went online, searched the Kubota excavators, realized that it's they're they're very large in the market, and and uh, it had a tilt blade on it and a whole bunch of things, and and it also came with a gooseneck trailer. 
so it was like a package deal and and uh i just decided you know what let's just let's just go for it so ultimately that's what happened it was it was not i didn't kobota was not even on my on my radar but but uh when i got in it and moved it around and played with it for about an hour i'm like this thing's sweet so and how big is it is it a, a 55 or it's a 57 so it's like it's just a hair bit smaller than a john deere 60g okay about twelve thousand yeah, five hundred pounds i think that's a good size yeah it's a um, big mini I, excavator <clears throat> i have a a number of hours on a kx80 and right. i i've never run a smaller kubota but i loved that machine like just yeah buttery smooth had a four-way blade on it so you could just yep. you could just do anything with it tons of power yep. you know we used to unload yep. block blocks with it and it was just just mm -hmm. an awesome machine not mine it's it's somebody i have worked for periodically but yeah, yeah they're they're a great machine we have a dealer nearby and uh i'm actually shopping for a lawn tractor right now and i'm like oh Kubota. <laughs> I think, Kubota, I think that's yeah. what we might get yeah 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 oh and and i guess the next thing is like the reason why i was in that in that size size range was i wanted to be able to move my own machines uh, you know lots of guys want to go bigger but i was thinking about you know the work that i'm going to start off with and it's all going to come from homeowners and um you know so that means i'm in people's backyards or i'm going down side alleys and stuff like that i'm like i can't have a can't have a big machine uh or too big of a machine like a, even an 80 would be too big for the, the work i imagined getting into and um you know a 35 might be a little bit small for for some stuff so i just went with the with that size machine and and uh it's it's worked out great sometimes it's, it's even too it's a little big sometimes to fit in people's yards but but um i'm i'm i still make it happen <laughs> for sure yeah and and they're they're ideal because you can load a gravel truck you know you can load a yep. tandem and it won't take you yep. half a day like it will yep. with a 35 um, totally. but you're you're still small enough that you can squeak through you know a single fence panel removed kind of thing so yeah yeah exactly it's, it's <laughs> probably a time it, it, it takes me like 10 10 minutes to load a, a tandem truck dump truck yeah yeah and you yeah. can almost see inside too right like you're up just that yeah. little bit higher yeah yeah or and build yourself a bench if you need to to sit up so For it sure. works out okay yeah so your first job um you've got the machine you've got the truck um where did you land your first work from? I think I started a Facebook page. Um, and honestly, I, I don't really remember now that you're saying that, but, but, uh, I should, I should I'll look back in my, my, uh, my quotes or whatever, in my estimates to see, to see who my first, my first job was. I, honestly, I don't remember, but, um, first two, three, four or five. Yeah. Or if, if it, yeah, it probably had, it had lots to do with like site grading and stuff like that, like fixing up someone's driveway. Um, you know, lots of the jobs that I do now have, have to do with like drainage issues or something like that. Like their driveways all jammed up with, you know, water runoff and, and mud in, in the ditch. So cleaning out people's driveways and, and um, putting in culverts. Uh, that, that was a lot of my work the first year. That was a lot of the work. Mm. It's just like little driveway projects and stuff. So. so little small jobs. I know that you've moved on to bigger stuff because uh, I see it on Instagram. Looks like you're doing foundations and different things. Yeah. Where, where's your work coming from these days? A lot of referral or do you advertise? How, how are you getting your jobs? Well, I don't. Growing up uh, in the industry, I 
I love running equipment, but I never really loved being on big sites, um, specifically civil sites. Um, did lots of lots of work on that stuff, but I, I never loved it. So um, I, when I started my own business, I knew I didn't want to actually be doing foundations and stuff, even though I'm doing one. I done one all last week and next week because um, it made sense. But um, I, I do all basically I, homeowners. I work for homeowners. Um, so that means I'm found on Google. Um, so I put a ton of energy into my website and, um, my Google, Google business profile, I guess it is now. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'd say 90% of my work mm -hmm. comes from, uh, Google online and, uh, homeowners searching out for, you know, rock retaining walls, um, drainage, drainage problems, uh, basement waterproofing. Uh, that kind of stuff. That's that's where it's at right now. Yeah. So if you had to quickly um, advise or explain to somebody what you've done to get those results, uh, I, I know you have a ton of reviews, um, but what are what are how what have been the main driving factors to people finding you on Google? Uh, I, I know that you have a website and your and your business page has got a lot of reviews, but which things, in your opinion, have moved the needle the most? Um. Well, start definitely starts with the website. Um, I, I put put energy into there. I hired uh, a website builder, and uh, we put some got some cool video um, to embed into the website. Um, so you know, just some it looks cool, that kind of stuff. And then the search engine optimization stuff uh, started off. I started off with um, not really that in mind. And then I wasn't get wasn't getting found as much as I'd hoped. Um, and then uh, I bumped into you, and and you helped uh, put some SEO stuff onto my website, which is, has has been very very helpful. Um, and added these different areas that I work in um, onto the website, and then uh, and then that website links to my Google Business page, um, and then it's it's. Uh, whenever you get reviews, uh, I ask every every single customer for uh, a review, and I send them. At the end, of, I kind of prime I prime them at the beginning of the job. If I hey guys, if I do a really good job, um, at the end of it, I'm going to ask you for a Google review. And um, from there, the job goes on. At the end, I say, hey, remember at the very beginning we talked about this Google review? You know, assuming you're happy with how things went. Um, can you leave me one? And uh, I'll then, if they say yes, I'll text them a link to my Google review page, um, so they don't have to go finding me online and and like trying to find the exact page or whatever. Because lots of people just you, you try and make it. I try and make it super easy for the customer to leave me a review. So so I have their I have their phone number typically. I'll text them a link to that, and um, even then, people don't leave reviews. But they just say they say they will, but they don't. Um, but uh, I've got sixty three now, uh, which is way more than anybody else around me. So th those reviews combined with um, my website um, algorithm—I don't know how to explain it that way—have pushed me to the very top of uh, Google uh, Maps in my area. Um, so you you type in excavation companies. Vernon, uh, I'll be right top one, two, or three, uh, typically. 
um, depending on the day, I guess. I don't know why they go up and down, but they do. Um, so that's where everybody finds me. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's where all I'd say ninety percent of my work's coming from. The other other little bit comes from a couple of general contractors that I work for, and um, uh, word of mouth referrals um, is a lot too. I guess I'm not sure if that that percentage wise is exactly, but that's it. Seems like m most of most of my work is is uh, through Google. Yeah, that that review strategy is. Um phenomenal that's what i tell people to do um open up your review page as though you're going to leave yourself a review copy the url send it to everybody you've ever done work for yeah gonna yeah. generate some reviews it's so yeah. easy to do and people don't do it it's crazy yeah um and just one more thing on that like it feels uh especially in the beginning it felt kind of uh not sleazy but you feel like you're asking something from someone and you just have to get over yourself and know that this is for me. I just like, I knew internally, this is what I needed. One of the things I needed to do to win at this business. Uh, so you have to get over your, this feeling inside of yourself that like, uh, this feels weird asking something of someone. Typically if, if it's a, the job's gone well, they're happy to do it. So just, just, um, when you're going to ask that, that person, the, the, that customer, don't worry about it. Just ask, and they're more than likely happy to give it to you. Don't uh, don't think it looks looks bad on you or weird on you. Just do it because you know you need to do it. So yeah, and don't send them the link when they're angry. Oh yeah, buddy, I'll leave your review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that seems yeah. like it's working really well for you. So that's yeah, that's really impressive. Um, you said you don't have any employees. Um, what is your um, kind of strategy there? Uh, I, I know that you work with people because again, I've seen that on your Instagram. So yeah. do you have contract laborers? Do you bring other companies in? Can you just kind of touch on, you get a big job. So dirt nerds on a big dig, uh, you might not have the right machine. You might not have enough people. You need someone to run the grid laser or whatever. Um, how do you round out your team so that you can do jobs that are maybe a, a step or two outside of what you typically take on? Yeah, that's, Great question. So, so the that comes into relationships and and um, um, communicating with other people. And um, you know, I'm a one man band, but I mean, there's there's a ton of people around me that help help me move forward, right? Um, so that looks like um, I've got I've got two guys that help me uh, labor in quotation marks, and I call them they're like my like little nuggets of gold because because uh, these guys are. They're kind of off doing their own thing as well, um, and um, so so they're contractors essentially that that help me out. So so I, I don't have them on the payroll at the end. I'll I'll just uh, they'll write me the invoice. I'll send it to them. So sometimes it's uh, a guy running shovel. Sometimes it's um, yeah someone holding the laser level. Um, I've got uh, four trucking companies uh, around me that that I've got really good relationships with. So you know I need a Ten boxes of of gravel or whatever it is, I can I can literally just send a text. Yep, we'll see you in an hour or whatever it is. Um, it's uh, everybody. Yeah, I don't have any other employees other than my wife's. She's she's come on full time now uh, with Dirt Nerd and and uh, helping me clean up the the paper trail I've I've left behind me. And um, and so now we're working on some more systems. And realistically, next year um, we'll be bringing on a, an employee another operator 
and um, um, and then this year I've also hired a sub um, for excavation as well, and he's got a he's got a, a Kubota excavator. Um, it's one size smaller than mine, a KXO forty, um, and he's he's rolling around the Dirtner uh, branding as well. And basically, I'm feeding oh. him jobs. Yeah, yeah. This is this is new as of two and a half months two and a half months ago. Um, yeah, thanks. And it's um, so it's yeah. I'm I'm basically feeding him jobs. I get a little piece of it, and um, um, so he's happy. I'm happy, and and um, I'm very. Maybe it's my own uh, hangups, but I'm I'm debt conscious, so I, I I'm scared of overhead and and all those things so so that's kind of where i'm at right now and, and just getting comfortable in the space so it's taken me well, this is season season four i guess and um so it's i'm a slow mover in some ways so uh, um you know economy um all the things going on in the world you just don't know where we're at so so i just didn't feel comfortable buying another machine this year i was very close to buying mm -hmm. one but but never did and um, this is this has worked out great so far this year. So we'll see we'll see what next uh, spring brings, and uh, that that's where that's at. So you've got another guy. He's rolling branded up dirt nerd. He's got a like a full wrap yeah. like you or no no he's just, he's got a sticker he's got a sticker okay. on his truck and um, he's got a, a some cards and um, so he's he's uh he wants to he just wants to dig and he doesn't want to deal with any of the the other stuff that mm -hmm. that comes with it right yeah. so so it kind of works out both ways and he's he's enthusiastic to move forward so so um if i can bring on a guy next year to uh to run the machine i'm currently using then uh, i'll be uh i'll be free to work a little bit harder on the business sell more jobs get to people quicker because there's a mm -hmm. there's a lag there as a one man show of two right there's a there's a real lag in when I could get to someone else's job and um, time kills deals as I've learned and um, if I can get to them sooner then then that's better right so yeah everybody wants it done last Tuesday by two p.m. <laughs> yeah well for sure and and lots of the jobs that I'm doing um, are with uh, say plumbers uh, local plumbers so that, you know we got a sewer line blockage or we got a water line break. That needs to get attended to tomorrow versus uh, a week and a half from now. So, so mm -hmm. I've lost I've lost a few of those jobs just just because I couldn't get to them right. So, so someone else snagged them and and um, so it's uh, it's been on my mind for sure. Yeah. So this contractor, he's full time exclusive with you. He's he's yep. branded. He's just running your jobs now. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Um. So how far out are you booked typically? Oh, I might have lost you there. Oh, no, you're back. Okay. No. Nope, uh, so you said I might be able to get to you in a in a week and a half or two weeks. Like, do you try to book out for a half season, or how does that kind of work with scheduling? Because you need to leave some room in your schedule for emergencies. Um, yep. So if you could just touch on how you book jobs and uh, how you try to keep your workflow going, that'd be good. Yeah, we've got a, a CRM now, uh, customer, I don't even know what the heck it stands for, honestly, but it's basically, it's a scheduler. There's all kinds of different ones out there. There's Jobber, there's- Customer there's, Relationship uh, Management. Thank you, that's the thing. Um, they, uh, so I've been, I've been using that a lot more and the scheduling things within that. Um, I, use a, I use one called Market uh, and it's, uh, it's a little less money 
than Jobber and some of the other ones, but I'm trying to utilize that more. It works for invoicing, uh, estimates, scheduling, um, and there's a whole bunch of other things you can utilize within that app. Um, so we're, we're trying to come up with better systems, and um, but typically I'm booked out, call it a month. Um, and it's been pretty consistent all the way from uh, beginning of the season, really. March is when we start digging. And um, it's been typically a month, a month out, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, so you've grown, obviously. Uh, you went from one man, one machine to two people, um, two machines on the road. Um, what would you, what do you think are the key things that have helped you grow? I mean, I, I can see that your business savvy, you work hard on your business, uh, your systems, but what would you say are the things that have helped you most get from day one um, out working for uh, yourself to where you're at now, where you've got two machines booked out a month in advance? Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I've been uh, I've been in a coaching group, um, and it's it's really the guys in there and uh, have really challenged me on my mindset, I guess, and my my how I think about things. I I didn't grow my, I grew up on a farm, so I guess technically my parents were were entrepreneurs, but there was no talk of of business or anything like that. It was just the the I didn't grow up in the in the the business mindset in the business world, so um, I just I was humble enough to, to know that there's lots of things I don't know and mm -hmm. I know how to do. So so um, I've had a couple of coaches throughout my life, and um, I'm currently in a coaching group. Um, so it's it's um, it's just utilizing that group and and being honest and open about. Uh, my thoughts and, and how I'm moving through the world and, and trying to think bigger than I do and understanding what I need to do to move forward, to grow and, and um, to learn. And um, that's, that's been the biggest catalyst for, for Dirt Nerd overall, not just for, you know, being booked out uh, the, the, the time I am and growing. It's just the, it's the whole thing. Um, it's um, you just have to really want to, if you're starting a business, it doesn't really matter what business it is. It's, I've learned is like you have to really want it and you have to really want to do the work. And when the things come that you don't want to do, you still have to do them and be okay with it. You, you can't feel, you can't feel disgruntled or, or grumpy inside, you know, it's like, no, this is what it takes to, to win. And, um, to win in quotation marks, you know, whatever winning is for, for you. Um, so that that's been the biggest catalyst though is is this uh the coach the, there's been a couple of coaches that I've been in and, and just working on my mindset you know gotcha um so you and I are in a couple of Facebook groups uh, with excavation contractors. We see all these questions coming up all the time um the two ones that I see the most are how do you get your first jobs, which we touched on? And the second one yep. is about estimating. How much should I charge for this? How do I estimate? How do I mm -hmm. bid this? What would you guys do? I kind of want to just walk through your process. Um, somebody calls you cold, uh, says they've got you know a pile of dirt or they need a hole dug or whatever it happens to be. 
how how do you estimate do you estimate are you hourly do you work by the job just kind of talk us through your 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 bidding or estimating process and and how you've dialed that in over the last few years yeah great question this is like this is the biggest one that i had the, the most struggle with was was how to price jobs and and all that so so year one um i started off working hourly and it I base all my numbers off of what everyone else around me was doing. Um, so I work for, before I started Dirt Nerd, I work for uh, an excavation company. So I kind of knew what their hourly rates were. So that's just what I chose. Um, and then, you know, call it, I think I was charging $100 an hour for my mini excavator um, for the first year. And the year was over. The year ended, and by the time the smoke cleared, the taxes were paid. Um, I, I made nothing. I had nothing, and uh, the reason for that was was um, for, yeah, like like I shared, taxes, uh, overhead, uh, mortgage payment, all all of those things. And I was fortunate enough because I had worked years beforehand and I had money saved, so so I was paying myself out of my savings for my like a lot of a lot of it and um so this is where the contracting this coaching group i joined because i'm like how, how are guys doing this i'm like this makes no sense to me um so i joined this group and one of the things that was relayed to me was like don't base your numbers off of what everyone else is doing because their numbers are always going to be different than your numbers because overhead all the all the different things right so how it was kind of explained to me for the first first round when I was in this was was like figure out all your monthly costs. So that's that includes your your truck payment, your trailer, your all all the things that cost that eat money every month, regardless if you work or not. Um, what do you want to pay yourself a year? Do you want to pay yourself forty thousand dollars a year, a hundred? What's what's the number? Um, what are your what are your insurance costs, your fuel costs? Um, come up with that big number and then yeah and then go um, 12 months of the year right mm -hmm. um, so so that's that's the number every month I can only work eight months of the year because where we live um, we got snow we got ice and 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 all the things so you can only really dig eight months of the year so what I did was take that big number and divided it by eight months um, so that basically gave me and then and then went okay i can work five days a week so out popped a number at the very end of of uh you know what i need to make every day um um and that's how i did it that's that's basically mm -hmm. so I, so now i work off of a day rate system i know what i need to work or need to make every single day in order to have the winter off so i don't have to go north um and work over the, over that time so I can pay myself throughout the winter. And um, yeah, so that's, I don't work hourly anymore. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just a straight day rate system. So that, then that touches into sales. Um, some people aren't, I'm gonna be on site for three hours or four hours, and they're not happy that I'm gonna charge them $1,300 or whatever that number is for, for, for the day. Um, so that comes into sales and, and marketing and all that stuff. So, so I go, now I just, they ask me how much this job is going to cost. If I look at it and it's, it's, 
it's just going to take me, a, you know, a day or less. I tell them thirteen hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. and um, typically, people are like, okay, no, that sounds great, you know. And there's the odd guy that's, you know, for sure, it's only going to take me two hours, and I'm pretty upfront with them, and just say, hey, man, like this is, this probably isn't the job for me, because um, it's going to cost you thirteen hundred bucks, you know. And um, you know, sometimes they're like, ah, don't worry about it, let's just do it. And other times, other times they're like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll go elsewhere. And and if if they want to go elsewhere, I'll I'll try that and send them to maybe uh, someone else that I know that that might do that job for them. So. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like what you said there um, with the day rate. Uh, I know a lot of guys in my area are doing the same. Um, I, I think that a lot of people are moving away from the hourly because hourly is there's there's two problems with it, right? Like the numbers look big, but they're not. Right when you when you make thirty yeah. dollars an hour for years, you go out on your own, you buy a machine, you're like a oh, hundred bucks an hour. That's tons of money, right? But your expenses yeah. are huge. Business insurance yeah. is crazy. Diesel's crazy. So you have all yeah. these costs, and then you can't work all the time, right? You're not making a hundred bucks an hour eight hours every day, right? You've got mobilization, you've got sales, you've got marketing, you've got invoicing, you've got all these hours that are not billable hours. So yeah. when you you're still kind of hourly, but it's looser when you're doing the day rate. And then you have this consistent income. And it's so important to know your numbers too. And that's something mm-hmm. in my business that took me a while to get there for sure to kind of go, okay, what what's the big picture? What's the, yeah. the annual picture? And that's that's cool that you do that. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, I don't understand the hourly thing because it's meaningless without context, right? Like what what is mm-hmm. $100 an hour? How many hours? Who knows, right? Like without the bigger yeah. picture, it's hard to do anything with it. Yeah. And I could see where it could work for bigger projects um, and, 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 you know, bigger guys. Um, lots, of, lots of those big excavation projects, you know, they are hourly and it, it makes sense. But I think for starting out, um, you know, they've, they've got the volume. But for guys starting out, like you need to hit you need to hit some some real numbers and and um in order to change your your change your life essentially mm-hmm. and um so you have to really dial in on those on those numbers and get really clear so that so that when you're showing up to a, a customer's yard um you know where you need to be and mm-hmm. you just know right so you don't undercut yourself because I, I still sometimes still sometimes do because i i i have um uh, empathy for pe- people's situations and stuff. And sometimes those, those jobs are great and you, you can uh, leave feeling good inside, but, but you, you know, you're, you're trying to grow a business and um, provide for your family and, and, and change your own personal life. That's why you're, you're starting a job or excuse me, you're starting a business, right? You're trying to change, change what you were doing. And um, mm-hmm. in order to do that, you need to make money. And um, that's, that was a real catalyst for me is, is all, is all that, you know? Yeah. I've, I've always thought competing on price is at odds with everything about business. You know, the reason people start a business is to usually change their life, to make more money, yeah. to upgrade their lifestyle. So when you then go to work competing with the guy who's at $105 an hour at a hundred dollars an hour, that's yeah. it. like it's you're working against yourself. You're defeating your own purpose. And yeah, I mean, I, I would I would want to compete with that guy, but I'd want to compete with them at a at a rough estimate of 150 bucks an hour or something, right? And sell something else, sell the quality of the service, sell you know, sell something else other than just the cost. 
Yeah, and that, that's where your marketing comes in, right? <clears throat> in your in your branding, right? If you look professional, um, and you're 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 posting some some interesting educational videos, you're letting people know what you're up to. Fairly consistent on that stuff, and at least I I, I social proof everybody. You know, if someone c comes to me, whether it's a, another business or whatever, I'm I'm hopping online and, and checking them out, um, and I I just assume customers do that, right? With on, on Google, they're, they're, they're looking at your Google business profile. They're seeing, okay, it's got a ton of good reviews. You know, I want this guy. I'm willing to pay a little bit more than maybe the $100 an hour guy, but, but I want him because I know I'm, when the job's done, you know, everything's going to work properly. It's going to look good. And um, by, by focusing on, on your marketing, your branding, you can charge more because you've, you've got more, you got more oomph behind you, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. You know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and not everybody buys price, right? Like some people are yeah. going to avoid the lowest price. I know I do when I'm, you know, when I'm shopping for any service. I'm I'm generally not going to buy the cheapest of the cheap. And maybe that's just my age creeping up on me and I'm starting to learn some lessons in life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but I, I'm generally going to pick a, a mid to higher range price for most things uh, yeah. just because I value my time and I value quality. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I so, share one other little, can I share one yeah, other little with you on that? Absolutely. Um, I, the first year and the second year I was, I get the call and I drive out to go look at the job. Um, and I was spending call it eight to 10 hours a week, um, after work driving and, and looking at jobs, quoting them, going home, writing, right out the estimate, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes, you know, I'd send the estimate and I'd get ghosted. No one would even reply or all that, right? So you, I was spent a full day, a week, uh, per week, um, driving around and doing all this stuff. Um, now what I do is um, I ask people to uh, send me pictures and and or video preferably, and they walk around the yard to shoot what they think. You know, they talk for five minutes or a minute, whatever it is, take some pictures and send them to me. Um, I look at those pictures, then we'll hop on the phone and we'll talk about their job. But these pictures give me t context. And lots of times, you know, for, for, for my work, it's, I can kind of come up with a ballpark number of, of what that might cost them. And lots of times we'll talk about that on the phone and I'll, I'll give them, the, I'll give them the, the number. You know, I think it's going to take me three days. Um, I think we're probably going to need a couple loads of gravel, some pipe or whatever. You know, I can I do a quick calculation in my head um, or, or even write it down on a piece of paper. And then then the phone call starts. We, we go through it all. Um, and I've already got a kind of got a loose number in my head. Um, and we'll talk about that over the phone. And if they're blown away, like, oh, no, we can't spend that. I've saved myself. I've saved myself a ton of time and and mm -hmm. driving around fuel all that stuff um and and i've continued to use that for the last yeah two and a half years or whatever and it's been a real game changer in in um in uh, saving my time and the customer's time it's actually benefits them uh because they're not they're not um taking uh, they're not leaving work an hour early or they're not zipping home at, at lunchtime or or whatever like and i'm not working i'm not driving around at six o'clock at night um looking at a job when I should be home, home with my, uh, my family eating supper and, and spending that time. Right. So it's, um, it's been a real game changer and I encourage everyone to, 
to uh, give it a try. Give it a try. So you're priming them to the rough ballpark price so that you're not putting in all the work up front, sending it over, and they see that it's going to be a, a $5,000 job, and, and then you yep. just get ghosted and never hear from them again. So yep. Yep. that's, that's a good they, strategy. Yeah, and then if they agree on the price, they're like, yeah, no, that sounds about right. That's what I was thinking. Then I'll drive over there um, and, and have a look at the job. And then I'm typically, I'm closing that, that job. Um, yeah, okay, we'll put you in the schedule. We'll see you in two weeks or whatever it is um, versus versus driving over there first right away. So Yeah, so you're only putting on the miles for people who are serious. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, so kind of sticking with the customer bidding estimating thing for just a couple more minutes here. Who is your ideal customer? Like, do you have a customer avatar that you want to work with? Um, like, I know you can dial it in pretty tight. Like, you know, my ideal client is 42 years old, has two kids, owns more than three acres, makes 150K a year. And, and you know, you're in uh, business masterminds and stuff. Like, uh, they, they kind of talk about those things, like know your customer. And I'm just curious if you, you know, what, how you identify somebody that you do or don't want to work with? Is it just anybody with money gets, um, gets a bid or how do you determine that? Like, what is a good client for you? Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, is, um, you know, it's obviously it's a homeowner because I'm, 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 I'm working in people's yards. So, but, um, in the, in the initial conversation, um, if, if they hit on budget or price, you know, three times in the first five minutes, they're, they're probably not my customer. I, I know that mm -hmm. right away. Um, but, uh, yeah, if it's, a you know, a mature couple, they're married and, you know, they've got some kind of, uh, a retaining wall that they want to build, um, or, uh, or something, something in that realm. Um, they, they already know it's, you know, I've got some basic pricing on my website. Um, so if they're coming through my website and they, they see some of those numbers already, and they've been through the, the effort of, of putting in, um, their information in my contact form, um, it's, it's almost, it's almost that, that there's a, a barrier to entry. And if they go through that, I know that they're, they're probably serious and, and, um, they want to move forward. And then, you know, there's the, the spirit of the conversation on the, on the phone. Uh, you can hear it in someone's voice and, and, um, you know, that, that takes a little bit of time, uh, to, to understand, um, if your spidey senses go off or if you got this, this gut feeling inside, probably best to, uh, to follow that. Um, mm -hmm. you, you begin to know the more you do, the more, you know, like if they're your customer or not. Um, but it's not, you know, I don't have that nailed down. Like who's my ideal customer. It's more of a internal gut feeling. But if they talk a lot about price um, or or something else, or if they're yelling at at their husband in the background, or or or, or something <laughs> like that, or you know, um, or you know, very honestly, you know, yeah. I, I don't judge too much. But if the, in the pictures that get sent to me, if I see if I see the house is is really run down, or if there's garbage everywhere, or you know, like those kind of visual cues. Um, I know that that you know it it might be a hard sell or it might not be the right person for them just just because it's gonna you know those those jobs typically uh, from my experience in the past of you know you might get it might be hard to get paid or you might have to wait a while or or anything like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like no one queue is going to necessarily turn you off, but on aggregate, you take all the info. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You become yeah. a, become a good judge of character. Uh, I want to yeah. just touch on something that you said, um, because I, I remember this about you, you have pricing on your website. Um, I really like the way that you do it. Um, uh, Obviously, you know that uh, we, we do some uh, website projects and yep. generally we don't put pricing on the website. Um, and and I, I like what you've done because you you don't put a committed like we charge $130 an hour on your website. So I'm on your land clearing page now uh, in your website, dirtnerdearthworks.com. And it says a single day land clearing project will typically range from $1,300 to $1,500. I like that because that's, like you said earlier, it kind of primes them to your price point before they even contact you and yep. without committing to it. This is typically what it will charge. And then you can kind of work off of that and move in either direction, depending on what makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. And we're, we're rebuilding the website uh, <clears throat> currently. We're going to, and, and we're, you know, talk back to knowing your numbers, um, you know, figuring out if we move forward, what our overhead's going to be, if we're going to grow a little bit and what a customer or what a, uh, an employee is going to charge us or what it's, what they're going to cost us. And, and, uh, so that's going to change our numbers a little bit. So that's what we're currently working, working through. So when we do a, a website revamp here, um, those numbers will change, uh, in some ways. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just another barrier of entry. So, so, you know, you're not getting, I mean, some people have want the phone to ring and, and I certainly did when I was, when I was starting out, um, and I was taking everything and anything. Um, and now I'm fortunate enough, I've, I've done the work, uh, on a lot of areas. So now I'm trying to weed out, um, tire kickers or someone that can't, can't afford me. So if they, if they see the website, they hit it, they see some, some basic pricing up there. Um, they can kind of determine for themselves whether that makes sense or not. And then I don't have mm -hmm. to spend the time spend the time talking to them, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, so moving forward from that, uh, what have been your biggest challenges over the last four years, getting from where you started to now? Um, you know, ex excavating is a complicated business. Uh, there's a lot of variables. What have been the, the most challenging places to grow? I mean, it, it's still a challenge for me is, is scheduling to be, truly honest and like meeting people's expectations. Um, and that's where my wife has come in. Um, she's come on full time. So we're, we're cleaning up the, the books and, and all that. And so she's going to be taking over some of the, the scheduling and the, maybe even the first call. If someone phones directly off of the website, um, then uh, she, she can answer and she's going to, she hasn't started yet, but she's going to like basically answer the phone and we're going to have like, three or four basic kind of questions um, that she's going to ask the, the customer. Because um, uh, anyone starting out, um, if they're in the machine working and then the phone rings, they got to stop, talk to that customer and, um, and then get back to work. And what, what still happens to me sometimes is that phone rings, uh, I'm working, I'll talk to them, yeah, yeah, sounds good, blah, blah, blah. I forgot to take their number, I forgot, I forgot a couple different things. The day goes long. I'm driving home, and I forgot to phone them back, or I forgot this, 
or you know I, I never wrote it down in my book or whatever right so that's 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 still a challenge of mine is is um is that little piece there um of uh of getting back to people on time and and uh being a good communicator and uh you know my website promises things and then sometimes i'm not able to, to deliver and, that, and that's that's um that's my real big focus moving forward is is uh is customer communication and um staying on top of things in that world i'm really good at digging dirt and uh, making things look good but uh and i can talk to people well but it's it's that little piece there in the middle where where I'm working on currently. Yeah. Well, being aware of your shortcomings is huge, right? I mean, we've all met adults yeah. who are not aware of their shortcomings. So yeah. you know, knowing knowing where the holes are and having a plan to patch them. I mean, there's there's really nothing more you can do. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what are your goals over the next year, two years? Um, you seem pretty ambitious. I'm sure you have a plan. You mentioned bringing on an employee. What else? What's the the kind of bigger picture? Where's Derek Nerd in two years, five years? Great question. So th this has been uh, top of mind when I first started. When I first started Dirt Nerd, um, my goal was if I can just stay busy enough um, to support my family and pay myself throughout the winter um, and not work for those those few months, um, I'd be a happy man. And that's as big as I thought. Um, and then for the first time last year, I, I hit that goal. Um, I was able to stay home for the winter. We went skiing and, and uh, I was just hanging out with the family for three and a half months. And it was great. So now I'm at, at the stage of, yeah, what's, what's the next goal? And, um, you know, you can only charge so much to dig a hole. Um, and I'm kind of maxed out in that area unless I wanted to, Get another machine and 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 grow the business that way. Um, you know, you, you're you're kind of limited in in a lot of ways. So I I read this book called Blue Ocean Strategy, and basically the premise of the book is you're in a red ocean, you're swimming around in this red ocean that's all bloody, and the, and the bloodiness comes from your competitors, um, guys in 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 the space that you're working in. So everyone is competing on price and um, you know all of these things so the premise of the book is to go into the blue ocean where no one else is and and try and niche into something and you know in my head we're thinking okay well maybe we'll try and get into septics or try to do something more unique maybe it's just rock retaining walls or whatever it was right and i looked at everything and the nothing really like got me excited um so um we probably it was probably two years ago i was i was cruising youtube watching watching business videos and this uh webs or the page came up and it was on um ponds and water features and basically you know i didn't grow up with a a fancy backyard living space um so it was, this was all new to me. So I was watching uh, watching these videos, these guys building um, like koi ponds and and fountains and and cool water features, right? And started to look into that and and look into what uh, pricing is and and what these guys are making and and um, and also the the more the enjoyment they had out of their jobs. And like I was seeing like at the, 
someone finishes building a, a little pondless waterfall and the customers come out and they're actually like getting emotional. And um, I thought, man, like what a cool, uh, what a cool job that would be to have customers like that excited about, about, uh, you know, a creation like that. You know, I've never had anyone get emotional about how nice of a trench I dug, <laughs> you know, never. So uh, that being said, I love moving dirt and, and, and doing all that, but it just, it just uh, really intrigued me. So long story short, we, uh, we've, we've gone down this, this rabbit hole of, of uh, ponds and water features. And that's that's what we're into next. We're gonna we're gonna start tapping into that little thing, and and um, we've got uh, we're gonna be building one at, at our house, and um, I've got uh, two jobs uh, lined up um, to to build uh, a pondless waterfall and and uh, and a pond, um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try our hand at that. We've we've uh, taken some courses, and uh, I've gone gone down to the coast and 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 worked with a, a contractor down there on a couple of jobs just getting my hands dirty and understanding the process and and all that and and uh we're we're gonna try our hand at that and and see uh see where it goes well congrats on yeah having the jobs booked i mean that's a big deal you're moving into a new space you've already got two or three jobs kind of laid yeah. out in front of you um that's probably a good space right because waterfalls ponds that's going to be a uh how do I say this diplomatically? A different class of client yeah. than you might yeah. find uh, on a garbage yeah. cleanup job. <laughs> totally, totally, right? Totally. I've got all the equipment for it already. I've got a dump trailer. <laughs> I've got, I've got those connections. I've got an excavator already. It's just, it's just wrapping your head around a, a different niche within, within that market, right? So, so uh, mm. that's what we're aiming at. That's our next little goal is, is to try our hand at that. Nice. So another thing I just want to touch on briefly is um, you're, I don't know if you see yourself this way, but you're kind of a leader in this industry. Um, you're online helping people. Uh, yeah, exactly. I can see it on your face. You don't see yourself like that. But you started, you know, one of the big Facebook groups um, as a place for people to gather and learn. And um, what kind of drives you forward in that? Um, you know, you've only been in business for three or four years, but in my mind, you're you're the guy. You know, when I think of guys who are really killing it online, Evan's right at the top of the list every time. And I, I guess the question is, what makes you want to do that? Is it just helping people? Um, what do you what are you getting out of running the Facebook group? And I mean, I, it's a lot of time spent. And yeah, I, I just I just kind of want to touch on that. Why why do you why do you do you give a lot? You know. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, thanks for that, Mike. Um, uh, it, it, honestly, it comes from a place of, um, it, uh, I don't want to say it's shameful, but it comes from a place of inadequacy. Um, meaning when, when I grew up, I felt um, not worthy and, and not good enough. And, it, and it's, I don't really know where it came from. It came... I, I had great, great childhood, great parents, all that stuff. But for whatever reason, I had this feeling of not being good enough or not smart enough. And so when I, so that's one of the re many reasons why it took me a long time to start this business. Um, the Facebook group comes from, I was looking online for some help and some mentorship. And 
I was, you know, or even local guys and no one locally was really willing to open up and like share with me. Um, so I went online, couldn't find a, a Facebook group online for that. So, so I'm like, I'll just start my own. And that's what I did. And that, that's where that comes from. So the more I've learned, um, the more I want to share because I know I'm not the only one out there that, that has these feelings. And um, it just, the, the longer I've done it, the more strong I feel uh, internally. And I'm like, I just want to help bridge that gap for someone else, mm -hmm. essentially is what it is. And, um, you know, the, the old cliche or whatever is like, well, if I can do it, you can do it. And it really is, it really is the case. Um, it's, uh, it's just a matter of like, how bad do you want it? Do you, how bad do you want to change your life? And if, if you, if you want to start your, your own excavation business, you just have to really want it. And then there's lots that you don't know. So then you go find mentorship and you go find help. And that, that's what, uh, that that bit, that Facebook group is for is is mentorship and guys just trying to figure it out and hopefully there's some other really cool guys. Well, there's a ton of really good guys in there that have way more experience than I do, and they're willing to share. You just have to um, be willing to to put yourself out out there and and uh, and, and ask for help, right? So, hmm. does that answer your question? It answers it, and it perfectly leads me into the next one, which is. What would you tell somebody who is starting out right now in excavation? They're you from say early 2019, thinking about making the dive, you know, maybe has some doubt as to whether or not they can do it. Uh, what would you tell that person now that you're four years in? And like I said, you're kind of, at least in my mind, you're a bit of a leader in the industry. What would you say to that person? Um, probably I just reiterate what I just said about, you have to really want it. And <clears throat> if, if you don't, um, then, then don't do it because it's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot. Um, all, all of the things that we've, we've talked about for the last while, right? Like all of the things, it's not just, it's not just about moving dirt. It's, it's, it's actually way more than all of that. So you have to really want it. And, um, when it gets really hard and you're feeling you feel busted up and tired, you have to be okay with that. And, and, um, if you don't, if you, if you, if you think you're not up for the challenge, then, then, um, then don't start your business because, because you, you it probably won't work out for you. Um, uh, I guess on top of that is, is be willing to be willing to listen to people and, and don't have, the word hubris comes to mind. And that's not a word I usually use, but but um, don't think you got it. Um, I mean, you have to think you got it, but don't don't think you're 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 going to kill it and you're too smart. Um, be be willing be willing to ask questions and and um, um, to to listen to people because they probably know something that you don't. And uh, mm -hmm. there's there's tons of like little gold nuggets in there that. Uh, if you're open to it, um, they will help you immensely. Um, and then I guess on the more like nitty gritty, um, I'd say try and get a Google business profile page immediately, get that set up, get, get that all dialed in, talk, talk to you, um, about, about those things, you know, get yourself a website, um, 
try and get all that stuff set up before before you can start. Mm, mm, maybe that's not right. Ha have those things rolling, because um, because if you're like me, your your homeowners are gonna you you're gonna work for homeowners. So they they need to find you online. So mm -hmm. that that strictly comes from Google and um, you know and referrals and all that are great, but they come later. So so get your business profile, get all that stuff, your Facebook page, do all those things, get them going and get out of your head about like people judging you or they're going to see you or all, you just got to do all that stuff. You have to. Yeah. I like to say you can't change direction when you're not moving, you know, so start, you know, just start doing something and then you can steer yourself, you know, this way or that from there, you can make changes, but you have, you have to kind of launch out. You got to start. Yep. Yep. There's a, one of the coaches that I've worked with in the past, um, his name's Philip McKernan. And one of the quotes that always resonated with me was like, um, that he said was in the absence of clarity, take action. Meaning like, just, just, if you don't know what to do, do something, um, to keep that ball rolling. Right. And, and keep, keep moving your dream ahead. Yeah. I like that. Uh, is there anything else we should touch on or discuss? Hey. Uh, hit on a lot of things here. I don't know if there's yeah we did yeah <laughs> if there's much yeah. else or if we should kind of wrap it up there. No, I, I think we can wrap it up for today. Um, it's been uh, it's been a beautiful bumpy ride, and and um, I think if uh, someone's listening to this and and really wanna really wanna change their life and and get after it, then then I encourage you to do so, and and just. Uh, um, keep a North star in front of you knowing like what, what you're doing that for and, um, and make it happen. Hmm. That's awesome. Thanks, Evan. Yeah. Uh, where can listeners go to learn more about the dirt nerd? Where do you want people to follow you? Well, I mean, you know, anyone listening to this page uh, or to this uh, podcast, you know, I mean, you can go to my website if you want to, but um, you know, if you want to, Follow me on online. Go to my Instagram. Um, what is it? Dirt Nerd Earthworks on Instagram. And um, yeah, follow me there. And and if you want, shoot me a DM, and and um, we can we can chat more there. And and uh, yeah, join join. And and I guess the the Facebook page too. Hey, Mike. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, put a, I'll put a link to all those things in the, in the yeah. description for sure. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great to have some more people in there and, and uh, looking to learn and, and to change. Yeah, and I highly recommend following Evan on Instagram. Um, he's not quite as self-promotional as I'm going to be uh, for him here, but it's, it, you know, he walks through jobs and kind of takes time to explain what he's doing. And I, I follow a number of excavation companies and, uh, and the, he's one of my favorite. So I'll put the links down in the description. Uh, thank you for taking the time, Evan. I know you're a busy guy. And, uh, you know, every minute you spend with me is a minute away from your family. So thank you for doing this and uh, really appreciated everything you shared. Yeah, yeah you're welcome, Mike. And, and everyone out there, go get after it. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been the Breaking Ground podcast. If you want to learn more about Evan, check out the links in the description. And if you are looking to step up your excavation or earthworks business marketing, you can check us out at rankmaster.ca. We'll see you in the next one.